I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thanks for being here again uh, this week. This week, this week, we're going to talk about finance. I am just going to beat the finance horse to death over these three weeks. Two weeks ago, I had Tom Rizzo on, a phenomenal perspective jazz guitarist turned financial advisor, talking about how to really save for retirement, save for whatever you want, especially if you're a freelancer and the, the difficult, you know, if you don't have a consistent paycheck, this is how to do it. Great interview, great person. I recommend you check it out, obviously. Last week, I talked about the three things that you needed, the three fundamental basics to start with in order to get financially independent, okay? And that's your, um, you got to find three numbers, your net worth, your budget, and your goal, um, which put another way is where you are today, how are you going to get where you're going, and then where you're actually going. So those are, you know, think about your vehicle and, and all that stuff. So um, today I'm, I'm going to change it a little bit because it's uh, very pressing. Um, this idea of financial independence, the risks that people are taking in the marketplace, the potential for a recession, uh, there are a lot of uh, particular ways, uh, a lot of particular things to talk about. And um, and. Also, there are people I know who are interested in becoming a millionaire. And so I just tell them, I'll, just, I'll tell you how to become a millionaire, right? If you want to become a millionaire, I'll just tell you how to become a millionaire. And that's it. This Listen today and follow the rules and you're going to be a millionaire. Guarantee it. It's um, the, the problem is it just takes you know 20 years and that's it. And consistency and habit. But that's all. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Um, so I'm going to help you do that. Uh, but today... Uh, I want to, uh, I'm going to give a little context on why this idea of financial independence is so important. Um, it's so incredibly important. So I'm, I'm looking at, you know, we're seeing a, a couple of changes in, in the marketplace. So this weekend's Wall Street Journal, uh, and I've been hearing about it a lot, all these people, you know, doing their own investing, um, especially on Robinhood with the with the free trading, Um and, and I've been a close follower of it for so long. I worked in the financial industry for a while. Um, and self-directed investing and what people pay for advisors, I, I think, is you know self-directed investing is, is the way to go, provided you know what you're doing and you understand risk and, and all of that. You can save a lot of money in advisor fees. Um, and what we're seeing now, if you take a look you know, macro across a pandemic, people working from home, uh, things are changing. People are trying to you know, figure out what's going on. And the stock market doing things that most people um, really can't explain. Uh, we're seeing a change in a lot more people kind of taking control of their own situations, which is great. That's a good thing. You know, you see these people, you know, in my head, I'm imagining this person working from home. Um, they have a little bit more time on their hands, even though we're working crazy hours. But nobody's really walking by your little tiny cubicle and wasting half your day with uh, stupid stories or questions. So we've got a lot of meetings, but we also find ourselves in home, in our own space, and we, our mind kind of wanders. And we say, you know, what else can I be doing right now? And so a lot of people are, are day trading while they're working. 
they have access to it at home. You got a separate computer set up, whatever, and and they're doing it. Uh, and a lot of people are making a lot of money, and that's good for them. That's great. Uh, but there's a this fear of missing out that's going on right now, and a lot of people are taking risks that they don't quite understand. And uh, when you take a look at the market, stock market, everybody's a winner in the stock market when the stock market's going up, and the stock market is just going bananas, right? It's going up and down, a little volatile. With volatility, you can make a lot of money, sure. Um, I don't think most people fully appreciate what they're doing in the stock market. And so they're trying different things, uh, and some people are going to get burned. And you know, a few weeks ago, we heard the story of the tragic 19-year-old kid uh, was trading on margin or doing some complex options thing or whatever through Robinhood. And he saw something like his balance was like negative a million dollars and, and he didn't understand it and he killed himself. Um, and now his family thinks that maybe he just read the statement wrong. And it's, if you know, we have to be careful with what we're doing and, and it's very easy to get caught up. The stock market is a gamble if you let it be gambling, okay? When you're buying individual stocks, your betting is going up or down, uh, people get hooked very easily. And look, the casinos are closed. People looking to do it. And it's very easy to get caught up with people hearing all their stories about, oh, I made, you know, I turned 20 grand into 150 grand um, in, in just seven days and it was amazing. And look how successful I am. Everybody's going to do that when the market's this volatile. It's not that difficult. The reason you don't want to do it is because one of these days, soon, it's going to collapse and then you're holding a bag and, and you're in trouble. And so, um, and so risk profile is something that's very important to do it. We're only halfway done 2020. When I take a look at pandemic, uh, riots and protests and what's left for the second half of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if you threw a massive recession and uh, a market crash and everything into it. I mean, the year, I mean, they've got like, they're, they're finding, um, what's the, the, the black plague is back in Mongolia like and and also like Colorado for some reason like who knows what's going to be coming for the rest of this year i'm not going to screw with it um, but what i found for investing for me and for my family is there are a lot of swings in the market and and 2020 is one year which is a long time and it's also a very short time and when we think about investing and we think about financial independence we have to keep a big view and a forest for the trees view and the reason a lot of people don't really get to where they need to go from an investing perspective uh, is usually one of two reasons. One, they freak out and they pull everything out when everything's crashing, and that's not what you're supposed to do because then you, you're selling low and you know you're buying high and yada yada. So they they freak out and they don't stick to their program. Or two, they get greedy. And right now we're seeing a lot of people getting greedy. And when you get greedy, you get burned. So, um, uh, you know, some people are able to beat the market every once in a while. Hardly anybody can beat the market all the time. And so, but for me, for my family, uh, I just like to not worry about it. Okay. I mean, this is when I think of financial independence, when I think about investing, when I think about investing for the long term, I don't want, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to worry about it. I don't care what the stock market is doing right now because of the way that I'm invested. doesn't matter if it goes up or down. I am consistent. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to buy high. I'm going to buy low and it's going to average out. And over time, I'm going to be ready and all set to just be completely, uh, financial, financially independent. So, um, so that's that. So I, I'm going to explain to you why I do what I do uh, from a from an investing standpoint and what I do a little bit. I'm going to teach you effectively how to be a millionaire. The, these next 20 minutes or however long I feel like speaking, I've already talked for about seven and a half. Um, 
is uh, I will I will teach you to be a millionaire. And if you want to become a millionaire uh, without worrying about it and without getting gray hair and pulling your hair out and risking everything, um, then just do this and you'll be there. I promise you. Um, it's, it's not, it's not that it's really, it's amazing how it's not that hard, but a lot of people can promise you different things. And there's a lot of money to be made on selling you the dream. Um, and so I look, I, I'm going to give you this information for free. I'm not going to sell you on it. It's, you just have to do the work. Um, and that's great, right? This doesn't have to cost you anything. So, uh, because that's the kind of guy I am. That's the kind of guy I am. It's great. Uh, I'm not selling you a, a single damn financial product whatsoever or my financial advice or anything. Um, this is just, you know, my gift to you because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, so let's talk Let's talk about what financial independence really is, okay? And I touched on it a little bit last week. I'm going to drive this home for you. Financial independence is uh, is having enough money where you can live off the money that that money is generating, okay? So you hear the saying, you need money to make money. Your money is supposed to be making you money. Money is a commodity. It should be working for you. You shouldn't be working for money. Uh, and and so in order to have money that that is making money for you, you have to save your money. That's it. Uh, I hope you did last week. Based on last week, you have your three numbers. I hope you have your net worth, how much money you're worth today, uh, what your budget is, how much is going out, and and where your big picture is. I hope you did it. If you didn't, no big deal. Go do it and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Um, but financial independence, a lot of it is talked about in terms of, you know, you don't have to work. And that's what a lot of people um, like to frame financial independence as. You don't have to work. Or, you know, you could just go in and say, F you to your job. You know, your job sucks. F you, I'm leaving. Uh, your boss is terrible. F you, I'm leaving. I'm financially independent. Um, <laughs> sorry, I watched Goodfellas this weekend. Uh, business burned down if you pay me. Um, but it gives you, when you have that power, when you have that independent kind of recognition of I have enough and I don't need to be here anymore, your perspective on what work is and what you need work for changes. You don't need to work uh, in order to pay your bills, you're working for some other type of reason. You're working either to fill up your day because you're bored. You're working to fulfill some type of purpose. You feel, you know, whatever. Um, and so, so it gives you that different perspective on on really what's important, um, and and work. What work means for you is, is going to fundamentally change. So everybody, I hear it all the time in coaching: is I'm, I want a job with purpose. I don't feel my purpose. Um, and waiting for your job to give you purpose is just backwards. You're going to have to define your purpose for you. Like your purpose could be. Um, uh, I don't know, showing people the joy of, of pancakes. And um, and if you're working at a corporate law firm, you know, you're a little too far away from the pancakes. So what you're doing is you got to figure out, um, you probably don't feel your purpose in corporate law. And so you got to get closer to the pancakes. And how you get into the closer to the pancakes, financial independence helps you get there. Um, and that's great. And so that's that's kind of the theory on, on financial independence and why it's important. Have enough money so that you don't have to work if you don't want to. Um, but there's another aspect and something a little more pressing uh, that I want to talk about from from a financial independence perspective, and that is the uh, recession that's knocking on the door. And this recession is going to be different because it's coming for the white collar. When we think about a recession, um, and I think about all those people in the financial industry, the law uh, industry, all those white collar kind of types of work, uh, it's coming for you. 
and it's coming for you fast. When we take a look at everybody working from home, I, I'm talking to businesses now. They they are recognizing that they don't need 20, 40, 50% of their workforce. Okay. And it's coming for you. I mean, previous recessions, what would happen is you'd lay off, you know, 10% of your staff and they would shuffle around and interview with competitors. And as things were coming back, they'd pop up at a competitor and it was just like a reshuffling of the deck, right? You lose your job at Wells Fargo, you pop up at Bank of America doing, you know, the same project management type of work you were doing. Uh, the difference now is everybody's realizing like we actually don't need project managers, right? Uh, so we're just going to, you know, you're not getting your job. Uh, and it's going to be extremely difficult for people, especially those in their 40s, 50s, who are expensive, who are not able to communicate their value from working from home. Uh, you're going to have a very difficult time. You're going to have, it's going to be ugly and it's coming, it's going to come hard. It's going to come fast. Um, and so if you're not showcasing your value right now from home, uh, start doing that or figuring out how to do that. Um, because usually, I mean, when we're in front of people and we have great relationships with people and we could shake their hands and we could do that, you know, people, people, um, they're able to kind of showcase some kind of value or at least skirt around the radar, not working from home, uh, or if you're a head down type of worker and just doing whatever and not really communicating with management, uh, on what you're doing, uh, you, you're in trouble, um. So, so start showcasing that value. And that's, I'm, I'm not just talking to grunts. Okay. I'm not just talking to the people who do like the Excel work. I'm talking to you, uh, managing director. I'm talking to you, director. I'm talking to you, uh, senior VP and VP and everything else. You have an opportunity now and you have a need right now to showcase how you're bringing value to your firm. That is why financial independence is so important because if you're not doing that, you're going to get cut. And those who are financially independent aren't going to worry about it because they can live off the money they have and they can go find their job and, and your job hunt becomes easier because you're not stressed about it. You're interviewing easier because it doesn't really matter if you get it or not. You're doing it for fun. Uh, it changes your perspective on everything. Um, and so that's why that's why it's so important. And for those of you in your, your 20s and 30s, um, who may be, you know, on the lower end of the income spectrum uh, and you haven't quite hit your peak earning years, I want you to think about financial independence of the context of the next recession in 15 years. Okay, we know one's coming. It comes every decade. It's cyclical, give or take every decade. Sometimes it's 15 years, sometimes it's eight years, whatever. Um, we're overdue. We know it's coming. We can feel it. It's just bound to happen. It's not a question of if, it's a matter of when. And it's going to happen again in like 15 years or so. Right now, you've got 15, 20 years. If you can save that money and do it right now, you will be in a much better position. I mean, that's a forward thinker, and that's it's going to save your ass so badly. Um, and the grasshopper completely. And and look, people, this is going to go. It goes in one ear, out the other, because we hear it all the time. Um, and we, we, we don't really pay attention to advice. We pay attention to pain. This one is uh, this one's going to be painful. This, this recession is going to be absolutely... Um, it's going to be rough. So uh, hopefully we don't, I want to save you the pain. Okay. I want to save you that, that type of pain. So um, let's talk about the secret to financial independence. It's not just how much money you have. You know, a lot of people feel like you, they have to save all this money for so much time. And uh, I started so late and I can't catch up and I don't know. Um, it's irrelevant. Um, what's important is not necessarily how much you're saving, although that is an aspect of it, of course, right? It's, you got to put money in. 
it's just as important to look at how much you're spending. And we always talk about saving for retirement, saving for retirement, saving for the future, save, 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 save. We treat saving like it's a, you know, a consumer type of thing. Save, 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 consume, 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 consume the money. Um, but being financially independent is not uh, about being just like a wash in cash. Um, it's a psychological prep as well. Um, so rather than just thinking of money as something that, you know, we need to consume and save like we do everything else, uh, you got to stop the bleeding out the back. And, you know, one of the exercises I love telling people is, you know, go back over your, your Amazon purchases over the last year. How much of that stuff is garbage? Literally in the garbage. Uh, how much of that is, um, you know, just not being used, sitting in the corner collecting dust? Uh, those are the things that will help you become financially independent. Take a look. How much, you know, in, in the recession, how much are you spending on booze? You're literally pissing that money away. You buy a nice wine and you drink it a bottle a night or, you know, three bottles a week or whatever it is. Uh, that's a lot of money that adds up quickly, right? If you did that for a couple of years, all of a sudden you're just like, wow, I could, I could be retired, right? doesn't matter if I lose my job. Uh, but we have to take a psychological shift away from consumerism. We were raised... And I'm talking to Americans right now. Uh, we've been raised in a place to be a consumer. Okay, we're driven by the economy. We're driven to spend money. We're driven to do that and let other people do it. But you take the opportunity to save your money. I mean, when you take a look at hierarchy of needs, most of our needs in this country are met, and we have to, you know, we have to move beyond that. We have to learn to tell ourselves no. That is uncomfortable, and we don't like to do that. And we're seeing it now with the pandemic and people. Um, you know, have to tell themselves no, and people are throwing a, a little shit fit about it. Um, and they're not going to be financially independent because they don't tell themselves no. And that's, uh, it's hard. It's very hard to do that. And it's undoing everything. But when we take a look at the big picture, when we take a look at what's really important and, and what do we value and my God, I could just actually sit here and not have to work and not have to stress about it. And it doesn't matter. That's kind of nice where you, you can actually then not tell yourself no um, later. Uh, it's nice to know that I could sit and and just not work. You know, if I were by myself right now, I could just cup of tea, give me a book, and get me close to a beach. And I could live for the rest of my life. Okay? I don't have to work. And that's nice. Uh, but I also have a wife and a daughter who's got to go to college. Um, and so that changes my particular situation. That's fine. Um but now we know what our particular goals are in order in order to get there. Figuring out what you need and what you're going to be looking at over the arc of 20 years will allow you to be financially independent in the future. So let me tell you how to do it. Okay, so I'm, not, I'm just bloviating now on, on consumerism and psychology and, and all of that stuff. Um, in order to be conservative with your financial situation, uh, we need to save, we need to invest, and we need to get a return on our money. And that's what we do. So here's what we do. We have to think about how much money we spend. And we have to know what that number is. And what I'm, you know, this is a, a this is advice for people who want to be hands-off. Um, this is advice for most people. Most people don't need a financial advisor. You're spending a lot of money on a financial advisor. They're taking a percentage of your money uh, to just do this, what I'm telling you to do. Uh, I think most people don't really need a financial advisor until they're getting either closer to retirement and they need to hedge against, you know, swings in the market, or they have like $10, 15000000 million. They want to get complex and, and do whatever they want to do. Uh, but for the most part, most people, you don't, 
you don't really need uh, a financial advisor. Here's how to do it. List out every all your expenses. Okay, we're, we're giving you a guide for the next 20 years. Uh, figure out all your expenses. How many do you spend in one full year? Multiply that number by 25. And that is your target goal. That's how much money you have to get. Now, how you're going to get to this number is uh, is going to be through saving, through investing, and a couple of other things. So I gave more detail on, on the last podcast episode. But basically what that means is, um, let's say you spend $50,000 in a year. Okay, it comes out to, uh, or what did I say last time? It's $5,000 a month, five times 12, $60,000 a year. So if you want to spend $60,000 a year, if you spend $5,000 a month, what you need to do is generate enough money so that you could pay yourself from that money 60 grand a year, okay? Um, and so the general rule of thumb is that you want to take 4% of your money out each year and you will constantly redo it. If you invest in the stock market, uh, just buy every stock in the stock market. And you could do that, by the way, fairly cheaply. You buy every stock in the stock market. It's going to go up and it's going to go down and it's going to reinvest. Your money will give you back 8%, 6 to 8% every year. Okay, that's the general rule of thumb, okay? Um, you don't want to spend all that, so you cut it down to 4%. And then all of a sudden, now, once you have enough in the, in the bank, you're doing it. So if you have a million dollars in the stock market, 4% of $1 million is $50,000. So with a million dollars in the stock market and you're pulling out 4%, you're doing pretty well. If you're making 6%, you're obviously going to be making more than $50,000 a year. And that's great. And it's going to keep adding and, and doing all that stuff. So uh, we want to be conservative. We want a 4% minimum annual return because that's what we're spending. Here is how to do it. This is for the people who don't want to day trade, who don't want to take on the risk, who don't want to spend their day researching uh, management structures and teams and market and all this other stuff to make sure it's the right type of uh, investment. Um, you start with your 10% rule. Okay, This is set it and forget it. Uh, you want to do, I'm going to take a step back. We want to do three things. Okay, First thing we want to do is we got to get out of debt. Okay, No credit card debt. Just cut them up, get rid of it. If you want to learn more about that, go listen to like Dave Ramsey or one of those people. They'll tell you how to do it. That's number one. Number two, emergency fund. You have to do it. Okay. Just keep it in a, a high yield savings account. Start doing that. Okay. And, and drive, drive your money to that. That's exactly where you need to go. If you are, there's no reason you can be debt free in like a year uh, or two years, depending on what your situation is, but you can like drive it. That should be your, your absolute target right now is to do that. Get rid of your debt, get rid of your, um, or build up your, your emergency fund. Once you do those two things, you start to invest and you put away 10%, 10% of everything that comes into your house money-wise goes into a broad market ETF, right? Uh, exchange traded fund. Um, and if you want to learn more about what an exchange traded fund is, uh, broad market index ETFs, whatever that is, um, broad market mutual funds, all that stuff. You can There there are resources out there. I'm going to give you resources at the end of this. But that is, um, that's really how to do it. A, a, an index ETF buys all the stocks in the market. So you just have to buy this one thing and you just put all your money into it and it goes up and down with the market. And if you constantly do it, 10% every paycheck, right? Every two weeks, just constantly do it. Um, you're going to buy sometimes when the market's high. You're going to buy it sometimes when it's low. If the market's up 20%, you're buying it high. When it's down 20%, you're getting a bargain. It averages out to like 6 to 8% over time. Okay? And that's great. 
Okay, it averages out over time. That's dollar cost averaging. You buy it high and low, as long as you're consistent, doesn't matter, it averages out pretty well. Um, so 10% of all your money goes into that. And I guarantee you, in 20 years, if you do that every two weeks, 10%, put it in, religion, habit, put it in, put it in, put it in, you'll be a millionaire, okay? Multimillionaire, depending on how much you're making. Uh, and over time, as you take a look at your expenses and figuring out what you don't need to spend on, you'll get a closer picture as to what you actually need. Like the, the whatever your expenses are this year times 25, that's just a general ballpark guideline as to where you need to go. As you get closer, you're going to kind of figure that out. 10% into a broad market index ETF, you're not pulling the money out. So it doesn't matter if the market collapses or goes up because you've got time. I've got 20 years before I need this money. Okay, I'm 41, am I 41? 40 years old, 41 years old, right? I'm, I'm still doing whatever I'm doing. I'm not touching this for 20 years. I don't care if the market collapses, goes back out. I'm just going to continue to do it. As I get closer, I'll take a look at it, but that's it. You will be a millionaire, okay? A, make it a weekly game. What, where can you find an extra 50 bucks to invest it? The more you save, the more you're going to earn. Once you get up to, you know, fifty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, all of a sudden you start to see dividends and everything start. You're making money yourself, right? That money starts to generate income for you, and then you start to say, "Wow, this is pretty nice. This is really nice." Um, we don't understand compounding interest very well um, because as it grows, it makes more money, and uh, eventually it will make you enough money uh, to just move on, and that's great. Uh, it's, it's, this is kind of like, you know, if you ever tried to lose weight and you're, um, going over time and you say, man, if I'd run every day this year, I would have lost so much weight, but I never went. Or if I went to the gym every day this year, I would have, you know, I would have been 20 pounds lighter. And you know that if you had done it, you would have been there, but you didn't do it. And then you regret it. It's the same thing with money. Okay. You actually have to do it and think about in five years, where are you going to be if you put away 10% of your money every month in five years? Model it out on Excel or something like that. It's amazing where you're going to be. You'll be like, holy cow, I've got you know more money. Suddenly it's income. Then you can decide what to do with that money too. I mean, if you want to leave it, I leave it in the market just because it's brought in. I don't have to think about it. But there are people who buy real estate so that they can rent it out. It becomes a secondary income. Uh, you can buy, you can invest in a business. You could do, I mean, you have options at a certain point where you can, you know, calculate your level of risk and, and do what you want. Uh, but the thing is you have choices at that point and you could do whatever it is that you want. So uh, I'll say a couple things about your 10%. One, it's necessary at a minimum. 10% is your minimum to do. Uh, so you do 10% of everything that comes in. That's it. Number two, if you can't do 10%, you're spread too thin. Okay, that's it. You're spread too thin. If you are not putting away 10% or unable to do 10%, you're you're living above your means. Okay, and this is where we need to, you know, pull back a little bit. You should be able to, like, this is your money. We don't think about it. Like, the money you make is your money. That's why you're working. It's for you. And the fact that you're you're borrowing money to buy something, you know, borrowing money you don't have to buy something with a credit card is just, it's bananas. You don't need that stuff for the most part. Um, and so, so you, we have to get this commodity change mindset change into this money should be working for you. This is your money. And so do that and, and spend less of it and keep it and save it and invest it. And, and you're going to do well. And the other thing about your 10% is once you put it in the market, do not touch it. Don't touch it for like 20 years. That's important. And then it will grow. 
And that's it. So define your money, uh, define your net worth, um, do all that stuff, and then broad-based index fund. It's easy. Uh, there's a lot of resources out there. Okay, and this is just me again, just talking about financial independence, uh, why it's important and why it's so easy. Like the stress level on this is so low. It's fantastic. I don't care what the market does. I don't care about money. It's great. It's it just goes, and I every every time a client pays me ten percent, just goes into the into the fund, and it's growing, and that's great. Uh, and and you know what? It's, at some point, it's going to stop growing. It's going to go down because the market goes down, and then it's going to come back up. Okay, it goes up and down. Can't control it. You gotta just enjoy the ride. Um, I'm gonna give you some resources, and I'm happy to talk to you about putting together your individual plan. I know it's a little difficult for individuals. Like I'm talking in theory, tactically, what you want to do for your particular situation. I'm happy to talk to you about it. I'm happy to help you put together a budget. I'm happy to do all of those things. Just reach out um, because I, I think this is important. I'm gonna give you some resources. I'll link them on bellwetherhub.com. Um, if you want to learn about this stuff, uh, there are a lot of really good ones. Um, I already mentioned Dave Ramsey on debt. He's like the, the foremost authority on debt. Some people think he's a little too extreme. Um, but look, there are the people are debt free, right? And that's what matters. So, um, extreme or not, it, it seems to work. So if you want to know about debt, talk about Dave Ramsey. Um, if you want to know about, um, advisor fees and investing. Uh, people like Susie Orman uh, is out there. Susie does a lot of work. If you want to learn about what a stock or a bond is, um, Joe Moglia, uh, chairman of TD Ameritrade, wrote a book years ago, Coach Yourself to Success. I thought it was a, a great, simple read on what a stock and a bond is um, in a way that you can understand it. Uh, I'll link to that. I'm sure you could probably find a copy somewhere. Um, on financial independence and and being frugal and how to cut expenses, uh, Mr. Money Mustache, which is a you know is a great resource uh, online. He's got quite a following. I think it's like MrMoneyMustache.com or something like that. Google Mr. Money Mustache. You'll find it. I'll link to his site on my on my on Bellwether Hub. And then learning about advisor fees and where your money goes and how to invest and the importance of self directed investing and your four hundred one k and all that stuff. Uh, two one PBS did a like an hour long special. Um, which is totally worth sitting through. Um, just it may confuse you more, but it's important to hear it. And John Oliver, uh, in more of an angry kind of financial advisor, anti-financial advisor way, did a great special on 401k fees and what you can do with your money. Um, check those out. That's that's like a 20-minute one on YouTube. So I'll put links to those. Uh there's more to learn, and there's always more to learn in terms of how to invest and save your money. I encourage you to do it. But for those of you who just don't know what to do, and you, you're you're so confused or so unsure that you're not doing anything, this is where to start. Net worth, budget, goal, and put away 10% into a broad market index fund. Okay, and if you don't know what a broad market index fund is, you can Google it, and they're gonna. T- there's plenty of debate on which the best ones are. Vanguard's got a bunch um, for very low cost, uh, and basically what they are is they own every stock in the stock market. So it doesn't matter if one collapses, another one skyrockets. It just it all nets out. Okay, they take care of it for you. Just do it, and at a minimum, just get started, and then as you decide to learn more then you can maybe make changes based on your particular situation, but at least just start. And I, I promise you, you will be a multimillionaire in 20 years. It's amazing. Like it's, and I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. 
Like this is this is how to do it. Every two weeks, 10% of your paycheck, put it away forever. And you will be a multimillionaire. Done. Okay. That's simple. It is that simple. So there you go. Happy week. Next week, I'm going to talk about, um, so, I mean, this is really investing in yourself. Next week, I'm going to talk more about investing in yourself, but not from a financial perspective. I want to talk about um, finding a coach for you and explaining what to look for in a coach. And um, because I feel like with the market changing just as much, there are a lot of coaches coming out there. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I want to tell you how to how to do that as well. So that's good. Uh, reach out, please. If I can help with you in any way, if you want to understand a budget, uh, I'm happy to make one for you or work with you to build it. Uh, if you want to understand, you know, more about ETFs or anything, send me an email, jim at bellwetherhub.com and, uh, and I'll respond. I always do. So, um, do that. Good luck. And as always, thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.